welcome to Hospitality on Podcast. We are today with Stephen Taylor, Chief Marketing Officer, Accor. Please, Stephen, introduce yourself for our audience. Hello, everyone. My name is Stephen Taylor. And uh, believe it or not, I've worked in hospitality, I think, since 1998, probably dating myself a little bit. But I've worked across four continents, uh, probably about seven or eight countries for three incredible groups, uh, Starwood Shangri-La. And now I'm the Chief Marketing Officer for Accor for the last three years. What path did you follow to learn in a career in hospitality? Why did you choose hospitality? I started at quite a young age, actually. So after university, I worked in the family business, actually, in Egypt, mm-hmm. selling wine and beer to hotels. So it's quite dangerous, as you can imagine, for a Scottish teenager. But uh, somehow I survived. Um, but from that moment, I was really drawn into the industry. And when I returned to Scotland from Egypt, I applied to work at the Sheraton Grand Edinburgh. That was just the time when the internet was uh, was kicking off. So mm-hmm. I started and grew my career, you know, showing hotels how to monetize the internet. And your know, e-commerce became digital marketing, which then became overall marketing. And, and I just grew into a chief marketing officer from there. Could you share with us who are your mentors and models? Early in my career, I worked with the current CEO of Kersner, a guy called Michael Whale. And he certainly showed faith with me. I think he gave me my first three jobs. Um, and what I took away from him was really to invest in youth, right? Mm-hmm. To give talent a chance. That's something certainly we do at Accor. You know, we have the shadow comics and I see the value today. But that's something I've taken with me um, over the last 20 years. Working with Sebastian, I think it would be wrong not to uh, highlight uh, Monsieur Bazin as uh, an incredible mentor and inspiration. The way he has transformed Accor over the last five years has been incredible. And, and that's really that transformation is what drew me to Accor and really led me to, uh, to be here today. And then I think outside the industry, I, I find Simon Sinek. I don't know if you're aware of him. He's a kind of leadership guru, uh, really quite inspirational. You know, he talks about the importance of humility, of servant leadership, you know, really making sure that you you work on behalf of your team and see leadership as a privilege and an opportunity to serve. Those those three are, are some that I take inspiration from in the past and then obviously from today. Okay. What have been uh, till now the biggest challenges in your career? I think the biggest challenge and to date the biggest success was the rebranding of Accor. I mean, Accor is you know, an incredibly large, um, complex, multi-billion dollar uh, organization with 300,000 employees and multiple new businesses. So to, you know, just two years ago, um, initiate a, a complete new master brand strategy and then to bring that to life in 12 to 15 months was certainly the biggest challenge of my career. I don't think I've ever worked as hard. Uh, in my life. Uh, it's something I'm very proud of, um, but also probably humble enough to recognize that there's still a lot of work still to come. Yeah, but indeed you can be part of it. Yeah. 12 to 15 months, it's not yeah. that much. Yeah, a lot of sleepless nights. Company. Yeah. <laughs> um, could you please share with us what is, according to you, Accor's DNA for Atelier? There's a number of strengths that Accor has, but I think when you look at the geographic diversity of Accor, mm. it really is an, an incredible strength versus some of our competitors. You know, we compete against large U.S. multinationals mm. and now increasingly Chinese multinationals. 
that have the majority of their business in the U.S. or China. And when you look at Accor's footprint, you know, we lead in South America, we lead in Australia, we lead in Europe, Africa, Middle East. Um, but there's not one region which dominates the landscape and our footprint. So that means that our results are pretty versatile, but it also means that we're very close to our customers uh, and our owners. So, yeah, I think that geographic diversity is you know, one of the key strengths. Now that you've been working for months so hardly to mm. create it, what are your ambitions for Bold? The ambition is to really transform the way loyalty programs um, operate and the way they add value in and across the hospitality industry. If you think about the way loyalty programs work today, we see on average our customers maybe only two or three times per year. Right. So we as an industry really struggle for relevance and loyalty programs are geared towards, you know, really, really frequent travelers, people that travel 30, 40, 50, even more times a year. So the goal for the launch of all was really to build relevance um, and add value to consumers beyond the stay, beyond travel and actually try and add value to locals um, when they're at home in their destination, not traveling. So that ultimately we become uh, relevant every single day. So that's the, the big shift. And as I said, we've, we've just started. Do you have a planning for achieving that big ambition? Do you, did you decide that maybe in 15 months you will be able to touch your customers more often? Or? Yeah, so we have a roadmap. Uh, and a lot of this relies on partners as well as breaking out our internal services and experiences to be more targeted to locals. So an example of that is, you know, we're making our restaurants and bars more accessible to locals when they're at home. Mm -hmm. So you can earn points and redeem points um, when you're not staying in the hotel. So that's one way in which we're taking existing services and facilities that have traditionally been used to target guests and actually now targeting them at locals. Um, another way, as I said, is through partnerships. So this could be through mobility. So um, integrating you know, the likes of Uber or Grab, which mm -hmm. we've just announced yeah. recently, and giving our guests the ability to book that and earn and redeem points within the all ecosystem. It could be content partners, as an example, like Netflix or Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. um, so it could be many different ways, but partnerships are going to uh, fulfill a very important role of broadening this ecosystem and trying to build, a, I would say, a walled garden of value around our customers that, again, makes uh, us relevant every day. Um, how do you manage 39 brands currently? And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be wider even more. Oh, it's a privilege. <laughs> it really is. Um, listen, I, I believe, and feel free to disagree, but the, the hospitality industry is going through a period of mass consolidation, mm -hmm. very similar to you know, what we saw with the online travel agencies maybe 10 years ago. Previously, there were 10, 15 large online travel agencies. Um, and I think you were seeing the same external factors driving consolidation. So, you know, increasing costs of distribution um, are certainly driving more independent hoteliers to join large groups like Accor um, to drive more business direct. Mm -hmm. And then increasingly consumers are expecting more choice. Um, so it is no longer as a large multinational feasible to only offer nine brands because consumers are going to booking.com, they're going to Expedia and they're looking for 30, 40 different brands. So they want choice. 
Um, so we're certainly giving them that. Uh, and I think as long as a brand is well-defined, uh, has a strong value proposition to the consumer and is differentiated, mm-hmm. um, then it has a place in our portfolio. So, um, yes, we will grow our brands beyond 39 um, and watch this space. So coming back to your early uh, qualification, uh, talking about digital, because there are now many tools and possibility, how does Hacor implement those tools within the company? How do you use it? How do you want to develop it? I think digital, first and foremost, gives us the ability to consolidate our guest preferences Mm -hmm. and to cascade relevant information across all touch points. So ultimately, we view digital as an incredible way of adding value through personalization. I think historically, the industry has been very, very challenged by legacy, fragmented technology systems. And that is still a factor that I think prevents us uh, leading in this space when you look across industries. I mean, recently, I think it was about nine months ago, we rolled out the ACDC mm-hmm. um, platform. So that's not a, an Australian rock band, but it is the a core digital customer card. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really acted as uh, one, I would say, point of contact, one reference that consolidated all the information about you so that whether you were connecting to us versus the mobile app, whether you were connecting to us via the website, whether you were actually staying in our hotels, that information was stored centrally and cascaded, so allowed us to be a lot more relevant in the content that we mm-hmm. deliver. Uh, there's obviously a huge, I think, topic of today around the privacy, data privacy. Mm-hmm. So we're very uh, GDPR compliant, uh, so that's a huge focus. I would say we tend to focus on the customer value exchange, which is we don't collect or store information on a customer unless we think it can in some way add value to their experience. There's many companies who have been rightfully uh, accused and abused for storing information of customers and then selling that to third parties. So we're obviously not doing that. We're, we're protecting our customers' information and only collecting information we think that we'll, we need to deliver value and enhance their experience. What to you will hospitality look like within the next decades? That's um, a very big question. And do you think hospitality will increasingly expand beyond the four walls of a hotel? I've described how that might look for a loyalty program, but increasingly I think strong brands, you know, individual brands like Sofitel, Raffles, Orient Express, will actually expand beyond um, hotels. Mm-hmm. And I think areas like travel, mobility, could be air travel, so private jets, um, trains, could be autonomous vehicles. You know, I, I think there's a great opportunity for actually strong hospitality brands to deliver that same level of uh, experience that we do in the hotels, mm-hmm. but actually expand um, into, in particular, the travel space. So that's my prediction for, yeah, let's say five, 10 years. We'll see if that happens. Okay, we'll take the, the bet. Thank you very much, uh, Stephen Taylor, for this moment together. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Pleasure. Hey.